Okay, follow my lead. Jeez Louise. You're gonna leave me hanging every time. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of I Love Lucifer. We have a title now. It <laughs> took a little bit. Um, it was easier to go back in and put the theme song in once I came up with it. Uh, but the title's new now as of episode three. That's usually our going pace with, yeah. with podcasts. Yeah, yeah. We just, we just roll into it and then uh, we'll figure this stuff out as we go along. So here we go. Season three theme song title and hot goss. Yeah, so we've got it all. Um, and speaking of episode three, that's the episode we watched of Lucifer season six. You see what I did there? I opened it with the episode that we're talking about. See? Yeah. And then I reiterated it in case people <laughs> weren't paying attention. <laughs> and the title is called Yabba Dabba Doomy, where Looney Lucifer and cartoon Chloe find themselves trapped in an animated loop. Amenadiel. Prepares for his new job. Dan returns to the City of Angels. That was actually well written, guys. Yeah, the synopsis and the episode. Yeah. Which, maybe a quarter of the episode was in Cartoon Land? Yeah, it was a lot less than I thought Less than I thought. They, they crammed a whole lot of good old cartoon jokes in there, though. They had animation smears. They had... You know, playing around with perspective and boundaries and, like, the camera and stuff. I appreciated all the bits they put into it. But what was your favorite part of them being in a quarter of a cartoon? I thought it was funny how initially the big red Lucifer, like, when Lucifer got knocked out, he had little red Lucifers spinning around. And then later on, when Chloe knocked out big red Lucifer... He had little regular Lucifer spinning around. Holy, I didn't notice yeah, that no, at all. It was, it was a cute little callback, like throwaway gag of a throwaway gag. And I appreciated that. Oh, wow. I really was expecting you to say when he pulled down his pants and, and he had, saw he no was penis. A Ken doll. Yeah, which yeah. is funny because we literally just saw that same gag on the, the other, other two. two yeah last night we were watching we're in season two of that I yeah think. so it was funny seeing a ken doll gag back to back yeah always good it was it was very short it felt short i'm just looking at the runtime which i've never said before but it was 45 minutes as if this was like old school broadcast television no, that's true that's true they could have <laughs> Got a little more if they needed, and they and they did jam pack a lot of that in there. So yeah, they did lightly touch upon Chloe goes into Lucifer's apartment and is holding a Memadiel's necklace. Close and enough, she, yeah. And she's like, "Oh, I, I probably should lock this away because she is hooked up on she the is, crack. Yeah, so badly. she is clutching it like it's the One Ring. Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, I know. I guarantee you, someone, the director or someone, was like, "Pretend you're like Gollum." Who is the character who has the ring? You know that. Okay. Do you? 
I just want to almost say, why don't you tweet that to uh, whoever, whoever. Lauren or... Not Lauren. She doesn't have the... tweeted to the showrunner of Lucifer. Okay, see, I, I don't know how showrunners work because I'm not in the industry. <laughs> showrunners have run of the show. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> You'd think I would have learned that from the one episode... In season five, where they had the Lucifer show within Lucifer, which was an amazing episode. What uh, episode was that? The show Diablo. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I'm so sorry. And the showrunner was the guy who got killed. Yes, so, exactly. So you should know that. You think I know what a showrunner is, yeah. but they didn't stick. I don't know if it's Joe Henderson or not. Oh, there's a few, apparently. Yeah. This is going to be fun to edit. Oh, yeah. No, I'm so sorry. I wanted you to keep talking. Oh. Yes. So we initially (laughs) thought this would be almost entirely cartoons because of COVID. Lies. Lies that? You didn't think that? No. I mean, lies that I thought it was completely going to be. Yeah. But that was just lies upon myself. It's not like they said, this episode's going to be 100%. A cartoon. You just saw the thumbnail I, of a cartoon. That was, it. that was it. And you're like, well, it would make sense because of COVID. Yes. The other show, Pen15, is does a whole cartoon episode as well. Oh, wow. Because okay. it's in COVID and you're like, you know what? Uh, we'll just have fun with this one and do a cartoon episode. And that gives a break on all of the COVID protocol mm-hmm, stuff we mm-hmm. have to do. But... This only comes because Lucifer is trying to help the first guy he's basically devil-faced in episode one again. Episode one. It all comes back to season one, doesn't it? Yeah, I love the bookend this. But he does go to Dr. Linda. Yes. And we learned a fun fact. Getting ready to lose her license is what she is. And she is writing a book. Yeah, about working with Lucifer, which... On the one hand, he probably wouldn't mind, but on the other, he certainly didn't sign away his HIPAA rights. I don't like the way that they, like, made her... She was, like, obviously trying to prod for information on his first case so she can get, like, background for her Mm -hmm. book she's writing. It just made her come off very... Very sellout-ish. Yeah. It was sad. Why did you do that to Dr. Linda, Right? Like, she's... She's supposed to be the good one. Yeah. Although there is some precedent for this. Mm, I went on a tell. I went on a date with someone once who and she said that actually her psychologist is like really famous, does columns in newspapers and released a book and she was one of the topics within the book and even though she's not named or anything and it's changed she's like all my friends knew she was writing about me. Wait a minute. So it's her own fault for saying this is the therapist that I go to and tell all my deep, dark secrets to. Oh, my goodness. Let's read the book. Oh, my goodness. That's me. Yeah, kind of. So, okay. This is a lesson for everybody. <laughs> Especially me. Yeah. I, hey, I am all support mental health. I think therapy's great. Been to it. Recommend it for everybody. Definitely. At least some part of your life. We can all can use a little better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But if your therapist writes a book about you, you read the book just out of curiosity and to support. And then you find out someone they're talking about is you. Don't tell your friends about that. Yeah. 
that's, that's your own fault. <laughs> that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying to you, the one date that dated Ian. And yeah. Ian has lots of one dates, so... Yeah, this one actually had three, so that what? was... Yeah, yeah, it was almost something real serious. <laughs> three dates. Uh, don't worry, then she ghosted me. Well, maybe she talked about it in her therapy session. Pro- I have no doubt she did. She was like, this guy, it was weird. Do so. you remember what happened on these? Like, what made the dates weird? No, well, no, I, that's the thing. From my point of view, none of the dates are ever weird. But from my historical data, clearly it's weird for the other person. So You don't think any of your dates are weird from no, your perspective? So, some of them are. Um, but usually that's like, I, like I'm not, I don't even want to text back. Like, this was just a bad date. Okay, I get it. Yeah, but, okay. But these I thought were nice. Okay, you thought those three dates were nice. Did you think our first date was nice? Yes, but I was completely expecting never to hear from you again. <laughs> so for me, it was like, yeah, this is a fine date. I don't expect to hear back. I don't think I, I certainly did not reel her in, but it's a fine date. Okay. Yeah. D- dare I ask the same you? <laughs> no, you don't have to ask the question because you already know the answer to it. Yeah. And I think everyone listening... <laughs> can figure it out if they haven't heard the story directly because the only people listening right now are our friends and family and even then not a whole lot i i don't know if we talked about this last season but i won't bring it up again i know it makes you feel horribly sad spoiler alert he took me to the food court I don't know if that registered or not. I'll I'll edit it in post. Ooh, we'll either compress it up or I'll delete it all. All right, I'll say it again. You don't. You took me to the food court, so it was a nice mall. I want to say it doesn't matter what mall it is. And I didn't know it was a food court at the time. The thing about the mall, though. Is there are restaurants in every mall now? Yeah. Particularly that one. Yeah. Like you said, and, which is a very nice mall. And I said we could go to a restaurant. I believe I said, yes, let's do it. All right. If not, well, my body language most definitely did. Yeah, probably. But it was a long day. <laughs> Anywho. So, so uh... she's writing her book. <laughs> um, and... But Lucifer comes in and he's like, oh, your plan backfired. And she's like, oh, it's not my plan, Lucy. Which That's every episode. Funny because it's every episode. But the plan, he was like, oh, I went to help this guy I hate and I became friends with him. She's like, well, uh, oh, she starts prodding about the first case. And he's like, oh, brilliant. I hate that guy. Let me go find him. Yep. And he's uh, goes to... Oh, and sorry, you wanted, you, and by you, I mean, I wanted to know, you said if you freeze on her, like, pages that she's writing. Yes. It's basically just gibberish. Yeah, the first page is correct, and then everything else is gibberish. And we're a little sad because they could have done some really cool They could have done a lot, yeah. If if they put in a page from another script, that would be funny. Yeah, I was like, oh, it should totally just be, like... The Bible or something. Yeah, right. Because that's, you know, Perfectly, public domain. Yeah, and, public domain, easy to find, <laughs> like, and yeah. would fit the scene. Yeah. Or if they, 
watched any of my stand-up, they could have put Laura Mipsum in. And if you check my YouTube page, you can hear a great Laura Mipsum joke. Just saying. Throwing that out there. Shameless I'm, plug. I'm still down to name our child Lauren Mipsum. Laura Mipsum, yes. I would do that for you. Oh, Ella. Cool. So he goes and sees Ella, who is looking at the frog that I had to, like, yeah. Remind you on her car end of last episode out of nowhere, and yeah. I had totally forgotten already. So now she's studying this toad that fell, you know, out of the sky, which kind of alluded to like the plague and yeah. horrible things happening because there is no God in heaven anymore. Right? Yeah. Frogs are the first plague, right? In Passover. Sure. I'm not a great Jew. I don't remember the order of the plagues. Unless it was, like, flooding rain first. Yeah, you gotta... So the plagues are water turning into okay, blood. Okay, and then frogs. Fro- yeah, yeah. Lice, flies, livestock, pestilence, boils, hail, locusts. Mm-hmm. They always... You know, the locusts, is the, locusts. Mo- is the most popular one. Darkness and the killing of the firstborn child. When I was in Sunday school in probably second or third grade, uh, one of the administrators at the time gave this he gave this talk about like moses was a meteorologist or something and he saw some sign that was like oh there's gonna be you know mud in the water or some weird weather event is gonna make the water turn to blood he's like it's gonna be blood in the water and then he knew like oh once that happens the frogs are gonna come out of the water or whatever so he like kind of scienced his way into predicting all of the stuff red algae i'm seeing here yeah so this was i mean shoot this was almost 30 years ago this guy was talking about like moses just kind of reading the signs and like (laughs) proclaiming plagues which is a pretty cool you know like that would make a, a badass movie more than just like oh god did it for him it's like no he saw it coming he knew how to, you know, work the crowd. Frogs with their very sensitive skin are indicator species, meaning that they that their suffering is seen by scientists as a marker of a larger imbalance in society around them. Yeah, so... That's interesting. The more you know. The more you know. So... <laughs> yeah, so she's studying the frogs, find out that the guy he wants to go see was in an insane asylum because Lucifer put them... Put him there. Yep. Because he showed his devil face. Early devil face, yeah. And uh, so he's like, great, I'm going to go to hell. Chloe wants to go to hell, too, because she's bored and needs something to do. can't let go of that necklace. And so now she has a reason to keep the necklace because it makes her strong enough for the journey. So they go to hell. They see Lucifer's throne. She sees all the doors. Lucifer says, like, don't touch the doors because then you'll get stuck in your own hellscape he's like i i killed my brother a million times yeah but then what i don't understand is then don't they open a door how did they go into his cartoon yeah he well lucifer opens it but yes right yeah and then they're like he tells him tells them let's not go in there but then they go in there well they lucifer like he goes into dan's room too so i guess he's still fine with it 
So there's a flaw in this logic because they literally say that. And they're right. That's what happened to him before he went into someone's cell loop. He went in. Yeah. And then his mother had to like take his place with the guilt of killing his brother or whatever, which was. So I think he was. Obviously, they were alluding to that and warning about that. But why warn at all? It's a callback. It's the season of callbacks, you know? Like I'm calling shenanigans, shenanigans. here on this. But anyway, they go in, and uh, it's the cartoon. Yabba-dabba-doo. Yeah, um, and we talked about that kind of already. It's um, This was the record exec guy with the five head, as they put it. And um, initially, it's a big demon Lucifer interrupting his wedding and crashing the party and stuff. And then Chloe beats him up. <laughs> and what is, where does he go then? The cartoon guy. Um, then they kind of just like morph into the 80s. Yeah, yeah. So just... they still, they have no door. They can't get out of this. Mm-hmm. And they uh, theorize it's because he's so badly damaged that he like right. can't even, he can't even form the proper hell loop over and over again. Yep. So then, from going from cartoons, now we hit the 80s. And yeah. it's the most 80s thing you've it's ever so seen. It's so 80s. We get some Duran Duran. We get some Young MC. It's... The DeLorean. The DeLorean's there. It's filmed on clearly the same lot where they shot the <laughs> farmer's market. And anytime they use a studio. Same lot. Different setting. <laughs> but yeah, he's a... Younger self. Younger self, and he's a musician of a one-hit wonder band, which... He's the he's the manager. He's the manager, so, yeah. and Chloe's like, oh, they did this thing, and it sounds very much like the Lucifer intro when she sort of acapellas it a bit, which is funny. And then they fire him for being too mainstream, and he gets pissy, and... He tells him something. Oh, you're like, holding me back? Yeah. And then the door appears, and they're like, hey, we can get out, but we want to see it through. We have to help them. That was the plan. And this is the A story. We got a B and a C story in this episode. So in the B story, once they go to hell, Razor Angel and Dan pop into Lucifer's, and Dan, in classic Dan fashion, immediately is like, it's a trap, Lucifer, watch out. And then he's like, ha-ha, I pulled one over on you, Angel. And she's like, come on, really? (laughs) And then he tries to tackle her, which, one, wouldn't work in the first place, but two, he's a ghost. So he goes through her. He can't pick up any of the weapons lying around. She implies that he can't even sit down on a couch to wait. Obviously, let's ignore that he's standing on the floor because it's a TV show and you have to have (laughs) some rules. And of course, my thing was he thinks he can walk on it. Yeah, right. As soon as you think you can't do something, then that was it. Yeah. Well, they showed him trying to to grab grab the gun or whatever over and over and she's like oh you almost got it and he's like really because he's dan he's an idiot and she's like no shut up <laughs> so oh damn oh damn you're still in this for some reason he's you know but maybe maybe he'll have like some secret thing that like at the end of the episode it was oh it was all dan's doing Ooh. Or he's the real key or secret. I hope they give him like a good 
arc yeah. or something. I, I mean, we know he's got to either go to heaven or somehow come back to life, but... And sexier body than he already has. Aww. But wouldn't it be something if he was like... This was my prank on Lucifer. I made some <laughs> hell friends and we set all this up. And it's like the most low stakes, like zero meaning ending ever. Uh, I don't think they're doing that. Yeah, we can dream though. Yeah. And then the sea, I mean, that was basically the whole B plot. Not a whole, sea story is really even shorter, <laughs> right? Amenadiel is... Starting his first day yeah. in the field. Yeah, and his... T.O. Training, training officer. She's a tough one, and she makes recruits drop out and whatever. So initially, Maze is kind of watching him try to crack jokes around her, which is hilarious because he's super awkward. It's like looking in a mirror for me. <laughs> I look exactly like a man deal. Awkward. Um, so she's like, I'm going to make fun of him. And... Then they're in the car driving around and they get called in for vandalism. It turns out Maze was, she drew something on the wall. That would make the beat cop never see elderly people the same way. He says, I close my eyes and I still see it. Then he says, will I see it forever? Something like that. Very funny. Very funny bitch. Um, And of course I'm like, I want to see what this mural is. Yeah, right. And then it's Maze put in the back and that's the whole thing. You figure, all right, that's enough. Some demonic imagery going on. Um, But that bicycle cop has been in some other comedy stuff. He's very funny. You want to be best friends with him? I want to be best friends. I think he's... You should tweet him. I should tweet him. I'm sure he'll tweet back. I'll plug the episode also. Yeah, that'll be great. That's... BFF's real fast. Not shameless and won't backfire at all. Uh, yeah. And then so the whole, the whole test is like, oh, she's going to jail. We're throwing away the key. And then the deal's like, that's not wrong. Once a criminal, always a criminal. And he's like, that's not good. That's not why I got into this. Like, she has second chances. And yeah. turns out it was a test because she drops her off at a women's shelter and not jail because it's just vandalism after all. Yeah, the the sad implication of this is that her massive cadet dropout rate is people who... What a lock away people. Yeah, who who are like the, yeah, like the macho abusive police. And she's like, "Uh uh-uh, get out. Because they failed the test by agreeing with her, I guess. I don't know. That's entrapment, right? You're allowed to do those tests according to the rookie. Okay, you, you watch a lot of the rookie. You know all of this. This is new to me. The rookie cop once put his uh, cadet to like, Diffuse a whole bomb and it was fake. It was a wow. complete prank. That doesn't seem legal. <laughs> the Rookie, also a great show if you Aww. like Nathan Fillion. Oh, I was and... going to say his name, but I'm so glad you did. Everybody loves Nathan. Yeah, and racist Superman. <laughs> Don't call him I that. Know, I know, he has a name. What's his name? Brandon Ralph. Brandon Ralph. Who's going to be seen in Nine Lives of kitten on a channel christmas wow yeah good for him getting a lot of work you know he's great scott pilgrim versus the world actors all have such such good pedigree and such a great guy yeah 
And there's also other very well-known actors on the rookie. I'm, I don't know why I'm trying to like hype up the rookie and, so much. And also the racist cop. He's not racist for clarification. Just the act, the character, the character he played is, yes. was yeah. racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. racist. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the whole C story. So now we're back to the, B, the A story. De-inceptioning. So yes. they, so they're going back in time for this guy, and then it's like his girlfriend or something. He yells at and breaks up with, and is like, "You're holding me back." And the, Chloe's yep. like, "Oh, that's what that's what the Lucifer said or something." Yep. And what the band said, and it's a ongoing theme. And then they go back in time to this motel, and he's watching cartoons where he's he feels like ten years safe, old, and his mom is a musician they thought it was his girlfriend but it was it's his mom oh yeah glitched and she, she kept was yeah flashing it and the off screen is you're he's holding you back and so yeah she's like oh i'll be right back bye so she's off to presume to be a musician and then never returns to see her son yeah. and just leaves him there just watching sits cartoons. there watching cartoons in a motel for presumably weeks <laughs> you presumably weeks I don't know how much those motel fridge <laughs> snacks sustain you, but that's like $50 of, you know, three bags of chips. It was a long time. Yeah. I don't but know if it was weeks. Probably not weeks. But she probably didn't have the foresight to be like, let me pay for this motel Yeah, that's room. probably the was manager like, it was, was like, wait a second. One day. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, child uh, protection bursts in, and the kid's freaking out, and Lucifer's like, oh, I have my powers back. Let's get them out of here and analyze. And then the kicker is Lucifer ends up caring for him as well. Yeah. He and... says, what? he says it doesn't justify what you did, but I understand what led you to it. Which, and... a, a, a parallel for me is I just finished a psychology book about long-lasting trauma and different you know techniques for healing it and stuff and that too was a whole lot of like obviously behind all of these terribly you know messed up people is incredibly terrible especially parents and young life situations and stuff and it's like why don't you talk about the trauma you faced in your life um because i don't really have a lot of it your parents wouldn't allow you to play video games yeah in high school they started restricting it to like an hour a day which was really difficult and backfired on them because now you play hours all day, I, every day. In fairness, I did that before high school as well. So it was really just a, a minor, minor lull in a lot of video gaming. Mm -hmm. But that's because of, you know, what turned out to be ADD and anxiety and stuff and stress stuff that, you know, wasn't really diagnosed, which maybe if we were tackling that earlier, it would have balanced out a little better. But... Back to the show. It's it, no. This is now turned in. Let's talk uh -oh. about Ian's trauma. <laughs> Two unlicensed non-therapists talk about therapy. <laughs> that's most shows, isn't that, that actually? I mean, that's Lucifer. I think. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me though if they have some, you know, former therapy people or whatever on it because the whole show is like rooted in these ideas of. 
you know, like the psychologist is really con- running the whole show and they've been building more and more toward like how to forgive and what leads people to evil and all of that. So I kind of like how they're getting to the root of that in the last season. Nice. But it's also like, well, it makes it really hard for me to hate people when they say stupid stuff because it's like, oh, it's not your fault, but you're going to take some accountability for it, so I don't know. Which in Lucifer's case was they froze the hell loop where he's just sitting watching TV hugging his mom. Yeah. Which I didn't get what that served. Like... It's not getting him out of hell. It's just putting him in... Lesser hell. Yeah, a neutral state forever, which I guess is better, but maybe not for eternity. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see where it goes. Maybe it's his heaven and hell, just being with his mom. Yeah. Well, then he should have done that for Dan, but he didn't. He gave Dan ping pong. (laughs) Dan seems to really like ping pong. That's true. I'm sure he's really good at it. (laughs) Um, and then they go back to Earth again. He walks in the door. Dan warns them there's a devil angel up there. Yeah. And turns out we now know who the angel is. Dun, dun, dun. dun. It's his daughter. Not really a surprise. <laughs> you even said it's his daughter. Yeah. Because <laughs> who else is like, I want to kill you. And he's like, you're an angel, but I don't recognize you. Yeah. But you're also goth AF, and you have metal wings, and you brought Dan back as a ghost. So clearly, something's up. Yeah. So I'm not saying I'm loving this possible future storyline. Because, I mean, Lucifer did have an evil-esque twin Mm -hmm. in Michael. That was a weird story plot. Yeah, yeah. And this, too, having a daughter in your final season is a weird well, kind of story plot it's very they're going off some like soap opera tropes here yeah i yes i i think they're doing it for parallels and wrapping stuff up but it is getting bonkers but this way this way it's like oh look god had lucifer and lucifer hated him now lucifer has a daughter daughter hates him so it's i think it's more like it might even be like oh no to be god you have to have a child who hates you you know like it's that <laughs> rigid in, okay, in I'll give you that. celestial society i don't know but i'll give you that oh and then uh when they before he goes up to earth he did i mention that he says now i'm ready to be god so oh, he's good right. like because yeah, he's ready he's he's like i care about everyone even that's the worst right people. yeah once you help them you understand them and you care about them so he is ready to be god so presuming when he's in the elevator he's like all right we're going tomorrow and i'll be god and then of course those plans are interrupted when he has a daughter what hilarity will ensue next <laughs> Also, I don't know why Chloe wasn't with him. They live together now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it was a short and sweet, less uh, cartoons than I thought mm-hmm. there would be. But well done cartoons. Well done cartoons. I thought Chloe looked better as a cartoon. She, Her eyes were bigger and greener. Maybe that's why. Bluer. And I thought uh, Tom Ellis as a cartoon voice sounded a little weird. It did. I wonder if 
just like maybe moving around different being in a studio not yeah. having people to like work off of I that was gonna be my assumption was they're totally just doing this at home on a cell phone yeah. like like stuff they sent them to do and he's like great I'm doing this in my underwear but mm-hmm. like maybe you're right if it was in a studio maybe it would have sounded a little better but it just didn't sound very connected to me yeah, I, I agree. It might also be like, I don't want to say the animation was done cheaply because they did a lot of the classic techniques and stuff. But in it's them. like cheap now that yeah. it's just 2D and like. Yeah, and it wasn't, there were times where like one character is just sort of standing still. It wasn't a fully like richly done thing. So yeah, it was like classic old school Looney Tunes, which is like. I don't know. I'm not a cartoonist, but we know a cartoonist. Let's ask him how Ooh. cheaply it's made. I'm assuming it, to do that type of cartoonery, it's not expensive anymore because you can, you don't, you might have to do it. You don't even have to do it by hand anymore. You yeah. Do it on the computer once and yeah. probably do things. I don't know how do technology things. works. The computer do things. Yeah. You heard it here first on <laughs> Animation Chat. <laughs> But yes, I. it's my way of saying I think the style of animation was also a little disconnected from the voices. And that's, you know, maybe just because they're putting, you know, TV characters in a cartoon. I feel like if you develop them as a cartoon, you would do things differently that would suit the style more. Uh, are you talking about butt chins? Yeah, <laughs> partly talking about butt chins. He still looked pretty good as He a still did. He looked more like Bruce Cam- like young Bruce Campbell. And he <laughs> with that and, chin. <laughs> and his like devil more devil, typical devil persona of himself had chest hair and he thought about growing it. Oh yes. He said, he said no. no, which was very funny. <laughs> I often I have often thought about you and chest hair. Oof. I, I wouldn't turn down chest hair, but I don't think it'll be good on you, though. I Which is great because I can't grow it. Aw, you're just a little baby. I'm just a little baby from sternum upward. Very weird. I don't know. Sternum upward? Yeah, I don't know what my... You were talking about your chest. Yeah, it's a little baby. Yeah. I don't know what my body but, hair genetics are, but they're but weird. But for those who don't know, Ian has a permanent five o'clock shadow on his face. It, it cannot go away, ever. I was in Panama City before a wedding. We went to a fancy barber to get cleaned up because I was one of the groomsmen. And I'm sitting there and he does the straight razor thing and the hot towel and the, you know, shaving cream. And then he does it a second time and everyone's done and he does it a third time. And I think at that point he's like, no, this is all we're getting. (laughs) And I looked, I'm like, I still see, I still look a little scruffy. (laughs) So So if a Panama barber says that is just the way you are, that's the way you are. And it's okay. It's the way God made you. That's right. And for you who are out there that might be jealous this man can grow a beard in the week like not even like a full grown beard everyone is beautiful so, so. and that's how we're gonna end this episode <laughs> three everyone is beautiful everyone is beautiful and everyone deserves to send us an email at 
Felicia and Ian podcast at gmail.com. That's P H I L I C I A and I A N podcast at gmail.com. Thanks, y'all. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>